Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi there, and welcome to Comedy Album Book Club, the podcast in which we listen to an influential, loved, hated, or rarely heard comedy album and then talk about it with comedians and comedy nerds. I'm your host, Jason DeLine, an actor and comedy enthusiast. In this episode, we discuss Maria Bamford's sixth album, Ask Me About My New God. It's highly recommended that you check it out before listening further to the podcast. Maria Elizabeth Sheldon Bamford was born just north of Malibu, California, at the Port Wyneme Naval Base, where her father was stationed as a Navy doctor in 1970. As a child, she dealt with depression, anxiety, and obsessive-compulsive disorder. She attended the University of Edinburgh for a year, becoming the first female member of the school's improv troupe, the Improverts. She then finished her Bachelor of Arts degree in creative writing at the University of Minnesota. Her first stand-up performance was at the age of 19 in 1989. Since then, Maria has put out seven albums, guest-starred in many TV series and movies, and in 2016, Maria's show about her life, Lady Dynamite, premiered on Netflix and ran for two seasons. Known for speaking candidly about mental health issues and her dysfunctional family, Maria also uses surrealism and vocal impressions to tell her stories. Film producer Judd Apatow has described her as the funniest woman in the world. On today's episode, I'm joined by my co-producer and comedy nerd, Matt Ardill, as well as our guests, comedians Jess Grant and Tracy Hamilton. You'll learn more about them right now on Comedy Album Book Club. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, welcome uh, to another comedy album book club. I'm your host, as always, Jason DeLine, and I've got my producer, Matt Ardill, as always. How are you, Matt? Good, thanks. Good to hear. And uh, today uh, we listened to the album Ask Me About My New God, 2013 album by Maria Bamford. And it is actually her sixth of seven albums so far. And uh, we're going to talk about why we listened to this one. My First guest today is Jess Grant. She's an improviser. She's on the show Moonstruck, the last Thursday of every month at the Bad Dog Theater. The next one is February 28th. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. This is great. I, yeah. I enjoy this show. I enjoy this format, and it's great to have you here. Good to be here. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Moonstruck. Tell us about it. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Moonstruck was uh, came about 
through, I think, a discussion between Paloma Nunez and Sarah Hillier, very mm-hmm. awesome um, improvisers, and improvisers, yeah. comedians, actresses. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they both uh, know the uh, <laughs> kind of odd uh, improv format, The Herald. Right. And they wanted to do The Herald again and came up with this idea of doing um, a Herald inspired by a dream. So uh, the format of the show is three solid scenes. Oh, well, the suggestion is a dream from one of the audience members, and then we use that to uh, inspire uh, Which can sometimes, sometimes get really detailed. I've seen the show, and it's yeah. wild what some people will offer up to you. <laughs> yeah, it is really wild. It is really wild. And we get to pretend we're uh, like analysts in the beginning mm-hmm. and that we deconstruct the dream. Uh, yeah, it's really fun and a neat, a really neat way to improvise. Awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll go see it. February 28th is the next one. Last Thursday of every month, Moonstruck at Bad Dog Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other guest is a stand-up comedian and writer. She hosts a monthly show at Comedy Bar called Love is Everywhere. Her name is Tracy Hamilton. Welcome, Tracy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Tell us about Love is Everywhere. Uh, yeah, Love is Everywhere is a show all themed around like positivity and the science of happiness. Mm. So we give comedians assignments uh, a few days before the show of things that are supposed to boost your happiness levels. Oh, interesting. And then we interview them about it before they do their set. And then we also wow. have improv on the show. And for that, we bring in... Uh, just people from our regular lives and give them assignments. And then our interviews with them inspire the improv. Jess has actually done my show. Oh, yeah? yeah. I love cool. it. Yeah. So is it a fun, light, a silly show or is there darkness it, that creeps in? It is, in? but there's totally darkness. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Me and uh, my co-host, Cassie Paradis, who's also an improviser, uh, we don't really put too much pressure on ourselves to have it all be funny. Uh, right. Because mm. especially when you're talking about trying to boost your happiness levels and stuff. You have to just right. talk about where you are to begin with. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can be a serious journey, right? That mm. doesn't necessarily. And like the, the way that we put it is kind of like, we're all falling apart all of the time. So <laughs> this show is just like, here's some tools to help put yourself back together. That's very cool. So we're very honest. Like when we check yeah. in with each other at the beginning of the show, like, Oh, how was your month? Like, we're, we're very straightforward. Wow. If it wasn't good, we're going to tell you it wasn't good. It's interesting. And so how do audiences respond to that? What's the feedback I, been? It's funny. It really like bonds the comedian and the audience, I think. Mm. Um, because they know that they're being vulnerable. And because we tell mm. the comedians when they're talking about their assignment, don't worry about making that part funny. Okay. Like, we don't need that part to be funny. You have a part where you do stand up. We need oh, the part okay. where we're talking about your assignment to be just sincere. Whether it ends up naturally being funny or not doesn't matter. We just need it to be honest and authentic. And I think that the audience really responds to that. Mm -hmm. And it gets really attached. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I I understand that. Yeah, people love storytelling. And that sort of uh, borders Mm -hmm. that, you know, between stand-up and storytelling and uh, realness. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So so the comedians who take part, they talk about their assignment. Mm -hmm. And then do they do... A set based on that? So it they do stand up afterwards, but it doesn't have to be on theme. It doesn't have oh, to okay. be related uh, or anything. I, I find a lot of the times the stand-ups are um, kind of hard to predict how they're going to work in the interview. <laughs> Sometimes I catch them trying to sneak in bits. Right. Oh, yeah. Which I know because I work with them and right, see them. And right. I'm like, I know yeah. that you're doing a bit right now. <laughs> like, well, I just punishment? wanted you to talk about your gratitude list. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you punish the comedians who put bits in in front of the audience? No, but we do kind of call them on it. Right. <laughs> That's Positively. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being here. That all sounds very exciting. When is uh, 
Love is everywhere. When, it's the third Sunday of every month at 8 p.m. in the cabaret room at Comedy Bar. Uh, so the next one would be February 20th. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. This episode will be out before that. Yeah. So you, when you hear this, folks, you have chance to buy Moonstruck and Love is Everywhere tickets. So yeah. do that. Uh, unfortunately, you can't buy tickets to Maria Bamford. It's sold out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think actually me. that show's probably coming on by the time we air this. Uh, no, um, no. Nope. It's a March. Oh, it's March. It's March. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I, know. I think like maybe the end of February and the beginning of March. Okay. So. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like a Thursday to Saturday yeah. thing. But yeah, sold out, folks. Sorry, they added new shows, but popular, popular comedian. We're going to talk about why. So Jess, you chose today's album. I did. Tell us why. Uh, it was a really tough choice. Um, did you want it to be Maria Bamford? Were you choosing between other Maria Bamfords or was what, what were you choosing between? I, I I knew I wanted to do Marie Bamford for mm-hmm. sure and was really excited that uh, nobody on this podcast had done it yet. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, this album specifically, I'm not sure. I think a lot of things, a lot of the jokes, kind of similar to your show, Tracy, where there's it's okay to be very dark. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. darkness and then it gets very light or it's very light and then it gets dark. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that so much. Uh, I think, too, um, as someone kind of who goes along with a lot of feelings of darkness inside and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be feeling like this or mm-hmm. everyone seems OK. But uh, like just getting along in life, I'm a little bit like, how are we doing mm-hmm. this? Ah. Yeah. Uh, that this album uh, particularly, I, I just felt so like, oh. It's not just me. Like I can mm. never um, listening to the album. What I really love, I hear the joke, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she gets it, kind of thing. And then you hear everybody laugh, and I'm like, "And they all get it!" Yeah. Like it's like yeah. a musical kind of thing. Where I'm like, <laughs> "We're all in it together." It's sort of a unifying thing, isn't it? And, yeah. and she doesn't talk about it like it's a past thing when I was ridiculous and I got over with it. Can you believe how dumb I was then? Now yeah. I'm this cool comedian. Like it's, she lives exactly. it still. Exactly. And, yeah. and it's okay. And yeah. yeah, that's, it's pretty cool. How, how does, so how does this compare with other, or you have a point you want well, to say? Well, I just on what you're saying. I was thinking of this uh, earlier today where I was like, and I don't know, I don't want to say Maria Bamford isn't sexy. <laughs> She's sexy. <laughs> but uh, there's, um, it, it, it's not cool. Right. It, 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 and that she's a vulnerability, vulnerability to her that is bare. Like she's raw, but yeah. And but, just yeah. basically it's okay to feel way in some, t- some ways, and but delicate. still strong. Yeah. 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 And kind of low. And then, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. And, uh, it just makes me so excited, I guess. Cool. That it, Oh, there's something about listening. Sometimes when I listen to female comedians, I guess I've always seen myself as an outsider. Also, I think a lot of the things I'm going to say on this are very narcissistic, maybe. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. But uh, I think I've always sort of seen myself on the outside of like sexiness and being cool. And like, again, mm. how do you fit in? And listening to Maria Bamford, I guess I just, I feel like all that stuff is kind of, I there the comedians on the periphery with me, mm-hmm. and then I it's, it's something for our people I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> on the periphery of society somehow, yeah yeah interesting. Uh, so, but do you find there's more of that in this album than other albums, or have you listened to many of her other albums? Or? I have, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I I don't know. Maybe this one is a little uh, more comfortable with being dark. Okay, possibly. When did you first find it? This album? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm not sure. I think maybe when it first came out. Yeah. I think a lot of these jokes, I th- I think maybe I saw her live do some of these jokes okay. first. Where'd you see her? At Comedy Bar. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I think I bought like two tickets, like I went twice in a row and then was like, can I go a third time? <laughs> sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. Was it the, was it, what's her set like? Is it like note for note the exact same thing or does she play it's around? It's pretty tight. It is, yeah. eh? wow. I don't think she, from what I know, anyway, I don't think, I think things are like right on the money. And I, yeah. I think it's, I find her jokes too, the way they're written, um, there there's there's no wasting any energy kind of thing right. i would say anyway yeah, i'm interested no. to know what you guys think every word is necessary yeah yeah like yeah. um there was one that i really like where she uh she's talking about all the emotional she's not dating but all the romantic emotional things she's going to use for other relationships in her life and i cannot get over <laughs> in that joke how the setup it's a very kind of abstract um unique perspective in the setup and you get it so quickly yeah which, and it, so that's she has uh, a really shorthand that is just enough right like mm-hmm. yeah like but very we're economical. in this kind of very uh to go into someone's inner world is not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do but she brings us in there in a snap yeah she trusts us to to get it yeah yeah and you uh, just, I think that's something I really appreciate t- about her work as well is there's not a lot of talking. There's not a lot, right. things aren't drug out. It's mm-hmm. just very concise. You don't hear very a lot of people talk things. that way. People focus on her voices and things like that. And, and, and that she talks about real raw things, but yeah, people don't talk about how economical her, her sets are and how, like, if you look at yeah. the set list for this album, there are 33 tracks mm-hmm. um so you know some of them sort of bleed into each other but that's a lot of different concepts like short things that just ram up against each other and it's yeah. just enough and she's out and it's yeah yeah and it's great none of them are easy either no. like 33 and it, we, we're and going all these very difficult topics yeah. and she leads and us most of it, it works yeah uh what about you tracy when was yeah. your first uh uh, experience with her that you remember or um, you're a fan obviously i am a, a fan it would have been probably around the time maybe just before this album came out that i would have found okay. her 2012 somewhere yeah around somewhere around there but what i think is so interesting is like she's so silly at the same time as being able to talk about things that are dark yeah. and the fact that she is all of her jokes are so tightly written while still seeming so loose and playful. Yeah, like it seems like stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. right? But it's just so well written. It's all in her delivery. She's got this spacey feel to her, but that turns intense like on a dime. And, yeah. yeah, and it, it's interesting yeah. to watch her live and see that like she does deliver the jokes pretty much the same way, but she makes it seem like everything that she's doing is so in the moment. Yeah. And so spontaneous, which is a very difficult thing to recreate from show to show. Totally. So that's like mm-hmm. a very unique talent to her, I think. She reminds me of uh, Robin Williams in a lot of ways. She Ooh. has all these voices that come in and out and she just seamlessly transitions into them and expertly. Like it, she's a fantastic just voice talent aside from all the comedy. But then this the frenetic pace and it feels like a stream of consciousness, but it's like Robin written so well and so tightly. Yeah. Like all this stuff is planned, but doesn't feel that way. And you feel like you're just along for this ride with this person, with this ability that nobody mm-hmm. has a stream of consciousness. 
And I don't even I don't even know how you write to that. Like you have to have two different talents. I think uh, you have to be a great writer and a great performer who can perform what you're intending. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's true. It's, there are even all these points where she'll start a sentence but not finish it mm-hmm. and interrupt herself. Mm-hmm. But you know you've completed the whole sentence in your head. Yeah. And yeah. like oh this is just yeah yeah blows me away. And that's even succinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. She's like, I know, she knows I only have to say the first four words of this sentence and they'll finish the rest of it and then I can jump into the next part. Yeah, it's so true. And even sometimes just a little aside, they're like, she'll <laughs> just toss away, like there, were, where there was one um, where it was, oh, I doubt that's true, which is okay. like the perfect punctuation and it's like, could have been a bit on its own, but it's like, that's all you need. You get the laugh mm. from that one little sentence. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the other bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it also, to me, that stuff underscore, underscores how intellectual she actually is. Because yeah. she'll talk about stuff in a character voice and uh-huh. it seems very, you know, she'll be playing somebody who's, who's uh, you know, sounds dumb or sounds superficial or something. And then just that little aside is like, oh, that's not you. You're in on this joke. Uh-huh. And I, I love the idea of how she becomes these people um who aren't real like they're not based on she's not saying here's somebody i met he's a celebrity or whatever but she she makes fun of people without having a victim if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and uh the same with the mental health she talks about mental health in a very real way she laughs at it she makes it funny but you never feel like you're laughing at victims and i think mm-hmm. that's amazing like that that line about and then someday someone's going to leave you in a wheelchair for five hours up against a wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like everybody sort of looks guilty when they laugh at that joke because mm-hmm. it seems so real. Mm-hmm. But we're not making fun of a real person. It's just that, oh, yeah, like that crap happens and life is yeah. kind of shitty. Um, and she she brings it to light without anybody suffering because of it. And I mm-hmm. feel like she's been able to do that on so many topics where it lets us laugh at things that we're not really allowed to laugh at, mm-hmm. but the, the difference is we're not pointing at anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she does it. Uh, something I appreciate about it is um, uh, self-help. Like mm-hmm. there's also sort of new agey, like the universe. Mm-hmm. And like, if you ask the universe in the correct way, it's mm-hmm. going to give you what you want and all that stuff. And I will confess here on the air, <laughs> I've spent a lot of money that I didn't really have on like (laughs) trying to figure out these different ways to be at peace with all these different like forces and my own forces and all our energies and everything. And so uh, that's something... And then I've always been kind of like, is this just a bunch of crap? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and, and what's the answer? Uh, I don't. I'm like, I think it's both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, I think that when when she's talking about it, she kind of acknowledges that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, I think anybody because I have also spent quite a bit of money on this same, <laughs> same journey. As, I think we have some books to sell. <laughs> uh, sounds like we've got some easy marks here. Yeah, we've yeah. got some recommendations. We we'll should, give you a list. We should write a self-help book after you've done a lot of self-help. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. That'd be great. Well, My that's um, there is a book of that already. Uh, you are a badass. Oh right, uh, yeah. That God was uh, she went and read like basically every self-help book and then boiled it down into the useful parts. Yeah. Wow. Right. That is a good book, by the way. Is it? <laughs> right. Check it out. Yeah. She wrote two, I think. Mm-hmm. She wrote another one about money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Money. <laughs> yeah. How would you guys classify? Maria Bamford, what type of humor would you say or style that she uses? Ooh. 
I think it's interesting because it's like it's evolved. Like, you see, if you mm-hmm. watch sure. her on the Comedians of Comedy and that Burning Bridges tour album in like 2003, which is uh-huh. where I was introduced to her, was like through Patton in that right, year. right. Um, Less accessible back then, I would yeah. say. Well, it was more, more surreal. It was more surreal and it was really is still is the is heavily character driven, but. Mm-hmm. The character, like now, the characters are more internalized. They're like her own voices. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas right. then it was like you know, jumping from character to character. Right. She had a violin That's as a part of her act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was mm-hmm. it was broader. But I think you know, with the special, 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 um, <laughs> that was sort of like a, a marked a turning point in the way that like a lot it became much more internalized mm-hmm. in the material that mm-hmm. she did. So mm-hmm. I think it evolved from like absurdist to confessional. Like, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. While still maintaining absurdity, like, absurdity yeah, yeah. which is funny because, right. like, uh, I I think that's true of a lot of comedians where they start out very external, commenting yeah. on their environment, observational, or observational, stuff. and then as they get more comfortable and have a like a stronger skill set, they're able to kind of start pulling from themselves and their mm-hmm. own life and be more confessional. And uh, yeah, she's just found a way of maintaining the like it's character driven while at the same time being she is the character like yeah it's a neat mm-hmm. spin yeah. on it. it and it's inter- I, I i've talked about this before where i find that we're at a time in comedy and probably for the last few years where i think audiences demand that kind of mm-hmm. not necessarily self-deprecating but more of an intimate vulnerable personal mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. and you know you look at the most successful comedians now and it's about them breaking down their walls and talking about who they are and then the audience relates to them right. as opposed to just somebody out there sort of making fun of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You've got that mm-hmm. wall that doesn't go away. It's interesting mm-hmm. too in that all if you look at the comedians like, oh, college kids stink today. They're all too PC. They're all people who practice that sort of old style of mm-hmm. comedy where it's not right. It's not re- self-reflective at all. It's like no. I'm tossing out this like, you know, what about like airplane food? You know, it's mm-hmm. right. technically a good joke. Right. But, but it they just demand, doesn't identify. I think, people don't want I that. I think yeah. people today demand more empathy from their performers. Yeah. They yeah. want mm-hmm. they want to be able to relate to someone they like mm-hmm. or or have a shared experience. And yeah. I think people are just like desperate for connection. It's true. Yeah. Right? Like we're all so separate now and like yeah. especially what you were saying about like doing college shows and stuff like that. These are yeah. young people who have had the internet their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Like we're separated by so many barriers that people are just desperate to feel like they're connecting with someone. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why more and more we want confessional comedians. We want comedians mm-hmm. who really open themselves up and like show you all of their pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we just want to see somebody's pieces. And it's it true. seems very brave. I think there's a lot of jokes on this album that uh, what the, the hearing them again and again, the first thing that comes to me is like, this is really brave. Yeah. When she talks about being, um, in an institution mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. is she didn't have to tell you that. You know no. what I mean? That's something that understandably would be hid, but she's like, right. no, you need to know. And it gives her so much authenticity. Mm-hmm. It gives her that empathy. Like, you know, I've never met her, but I mm-hmm. like her, Yeah, you know, and yeah. I feel like I'm not getting a, a character version of mm-hmm. her, even though she does the characters, I feel like she's laying herself bare. Yeah. Even though it's, it's written and it's memorized and it's done the same every day. Like you feel that she's connecting with people yeah. in a really cool way. Yeah. And she's talking about stuff that 
not a lot of people have talked about at all. Mm-hmm. And those, as far as comedians, and those that have are making fun of it. Yes. It's punching down. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that is, to me, is the most interesting thing about her. Like, I, I remember liking her. I think the first time I saw her was their first set on uh, Conan, on the Conan O'Brien show, mm-hmm. the old Conan show. And I was like, who is It was very <laughs> surreal then, very absurd. I was like, who mm-hmm. is this person? She's wild. And then I just started to read and learn more about her. And I thought, oh, she's very brave, like bringing her sort of illness out here. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, she deserves credit for doing that so well. Yeah. Because now, no matter how depressed you get, how like pushed the precipice you are, there's still a comedy album for you. That's yeah. right. You know what That's I mean? right. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to tell you to stay alive. Like that's yeah. tremendous, I think. Yeah. 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 What What do you think? What do you think she does that lets her? I mean, because people talk about how there's been controversy about some of her stuff. Some people really don't like it. She's been critiqued for being insensitive and talking about things we don't talk about. Like, but for the most part, she gets away with it. And why is that? Why do you think? Because it's hers. Like, she owns it. Right? Like, as she has bipolar too, she can right. talk about being in an institution. She can mm-hmm. talk about mental illness and the stigma around it and how everybody's like, oh, whatever, we're all depressed. Like, she can relate it to cancer because she, right. what she's talking about is her own experience of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that's different than being somebody from the outside commenting on it. Mm. And I think, uh, yeah, it gives her uh, a sense of like credibility. Like right. she knows what she's talking about. She can right. she can joke about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I saw Carrie Fisher's one woman show and it covers similar material mm-hmm. because like Carrie Fisher's literally in the diagnostics manual. There's a picture of her. Yes. She's like the first formal diagnosis of bipolar. And, oh, and, and it's like similar material. And it's <laughs> nobody gives her. I think it's almost like people look at stand-up and they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, you should. Like, nobody mm-hmm. gave Carrie Fisher crap for talking about these subjects. Right. Because, oh, well, she's a famous actress and this is her one-woman play. They, they So I think people, and I, I think this is an evolution in comedy because I think you mm-hmm. see this, these complaints less now mm-hmm. as people have become more familiar and they realize, oh, there's more to stand-up than, you know, cracking wise about one thing it's a much mm. more deep and broad sort of platform than than otherwise people would think so it's, it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm finally mm. starting to realize that i've always been fascinated by comedy and the history of it and thought it was an important art form for various reasons but now when you hear something like this it seems more important than ever like mm. to be able to have something like this for people to listen to where it's not a medical textbook mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, platitudes from a counselor saying it'll get better. Like, you yeah, know, you're, yeah. you're hearing somebody in the middle of it, uh, find laughter in the pain. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think that's a pretty great thing. It's rare, uh, to be able to have that message spoken directly to you. If this is what you're going through. Her show does that really well too. Lady Dynamite. Oh yeah. Yeah. That show is incredible. It is. Mm-hmm. Listening to her voices. There's things that I'm like, Oh, okay. That's this character. Mm-hmm. That's like, yes. like, her sister <laughs> is split into two people. Yeah. So her mm-hmm. sister is the best friend back home. Mm-hmm. And that assistant who new agey assistant, because her sister is a shaman. Yeah. I looked up her up on like, she is a professional shaman hmm. and life coach. And I'm like from, and when, when, in her early stuff, she talks about her sister who has, she's like a medical examiner. Mm-hmm. So she like quit working at the coroner's office to be a shaman in life. But like, what a weird jet. And it's like, and it's like, 
oh, like this slots into this little bit of Lady Dynamite, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. cut a little bit of Lady Dynamite over here, and you know immediately, like she is able to do such amazing shorthand with those voices. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, yeah. okay, I, this is what she's saying here, this is what she's saying here, this mm-hmm. is this person, this is that person. And even if she reuses the same voice, it's like, oh, within the context of the bit, you know, oh, no, this is a different person or this is. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or it represents yeah. a certain mm-hmm. hierarchy. Yeah. And like the are... L.A. people, the oh, one man, about the, so they good. take their food away. Before you're, you're, done. Done. <laughs> you're, you're done. done. You're done. And they're, uh, again, super simple. Super. Yeah. And just using that voice, saying so those same specific. words again. Just yeah. go right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you she, see the waitress in your mind. Yeah, just uh, there's another yeah. voice she does that's similar to that one, but I can't think of what it was exactly. But it's slightly different. It's a little bit more valley like yeah yeah that's sort of like her, her generic white woman right voice. but to slip in and out of that like i really admire the how how specific and technical she can be with that and mm-hmm. i i find it fascinating that she um, i shouldn't say chooses but i guess the voice that she's most comfortable with that she uses it seems very small and uh and delicate and unintrusive mm-hmm. but a lot of characters she plays seem to have more confidence and a clearer voice. And it, it blows my mind that she's able to do that, mm-hmm. but it's not the voice she chooses to use all the time. Cause she knows it's put on mm-hmm. uh, that fascinates me. Yeah. Well, there's an entire mm-hmm. story arc in the second season of lady dynamite where she does the fake voice and gets a boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's the first season of lady dynamite. She does yeah, that, that right. like generic voice. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. hello. She's out of the party. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. Like, meets this handsome young man. And, uh, I've never met anyone who could talk that way who didn't talk that way all the time. <laughs> and, but, like, if you can talk like this, why would you then talk like this all the time? Like, that, that's sort of the... Yeah. I find it very interesting where her comfort zone is. But it's is interesting and... how uh, talking about, like, how does she get away with talking about such dark material is kind of that cute voice. That's which true. is like, oh, 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 oh. and then yeah. she's, like, talking about, like, death and suicide. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a it kind of works. And she also, you know, she did a couple of questionable accents in there too but she you know mm-hmm. they come and go pretty quickly yeah. uh uh but she doesn't cut, catch heat for it yeah, and i think i think the thing again too is it's never mean like when she did right. the, the store clerk it's like that's just her store clerk it mm-hmm. wasn't a bit and it wasn't about being Indian yeah, yeah what was funny or... about it wasn't that she was doing the accent or that it's an indian guy who owns this liquor store yeah. it was that he's like don't try and change it. Like, yeah. like yeah. acknowledge me. Don't just try acknowledge to my me. experience. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and she sets it up because isn't the fake tiger uh, thing before that? Yeah. yeah. So is. she kind of yeah. talks about how she can't speak these languages, That's but she's true. pretending to. Yeah. Which is a really great way to give her permission to then That's jump true, around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she sort of set herself up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a really well crafted album. Like it, 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 it's very smooth. Just listening to it front to back, like yeah. we did. But you can, when you look at those track listings of the thirty whatever it is, you can very easily see where all those uh, categories are in different bits. But they blend so yeah, well. Like yeah, tracks that are thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just it's, and then there's some that are like seven thought. minutes or something. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was trying to keep track of them as we went, and it was hard. Uh, I'd wait for a word to pop up. Oh, okay, now we're into this bit, and mm. it, it kind of segues seamlessly. But yeah, it takes a tremendous amount of, uh, well, as you know, uh, mental power to keep everything in order mm-hmm. and to yes. flow. And and it feels like there's not one word misspoken. There's yeah. no ums or ahs. Like, 
That's okay, incredible like, performance. She did stumble because like that laugh lady. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was, I'm glad that stayed on the album because that was a, like one of those gifts. Absolutely. It's like, it's like this person, because that laugh. Yeah. All through the album. Yeah. And the fact that she waits until like halfway through before she acknowledges it. So you, as the listener, have definitely already noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Finally. That's why I should never go to anybody's album recording. (laughs) You have a a loud. Oh, very much so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. I love laughs Uh like that. I went to look at an apartment one time, and uh, I guess a friend of mine lived across the hall. And she came out of her apartment and she was like, I knew you were here because I heard your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking at an apartment that was across the, the that's hall. So, wow. Yeah, I'm not hiding. That's for sure. <laughs> I think that's great. I wonder what uh, she does laugh a little bit on the album, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know what her full out her laugh, laugh sounds out like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a, a ruckus laugh. I just, yeah. just gives me the feel that when she enjoys ah. something, she enjoys it fully. What about mm. you? What do you? What's your go-to laugh? Do you? Are you a chuckler I, or a I, giggler? I, or? I, I, I snicker and then break out into like huge laughs. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. I like 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 last night when I I went to the comedy bar and my friend who doesn't go to comedy very much she's just <laughs> like next to me like oh Jesus you. Because I'm like, ah, <laughs> like just like enjoying every bit kind mm-hmm. of thing. But and I mean, like, you're, why not laugh? That's Enjoy the whole it. point. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. for you. What about you, Jess? You big laugher? Big laugher. I also tend to laugh when there's no joke. <laughs> where it's like, like it could be something simple where it's like, you know, it's, I, I have this mailbox and I'm, I'll be like, oh my God. And then I'll laugh <laughs> and everyone looks at me and I'm like, about oh mailboxes? no. That's really yeah. funny. I often laugh at totally out of place. I like it. I have a weird thing where I'll get a joke right away, mm-hmm. but I'm silently laughing at it for a bit until it boils up and then, ha! And then people think I'm slow. So the first like 25% of your laughter is inaudible. Correct. And then they yeah. just hear the so You're just like yeah. swishing it around in your mouth. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And then yeah. Like, this deserves yeah. an, an outward laugh now. Ha yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, you just getting that? You've said three things. Like, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I tend to laugh loud too. People tell me after comedy shows, I knew you were here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's usually just one syllable. Just that's the surprised laugh where you aren't where you're you weren't prepared for something to be funny and then something funny happens suddenly and you get that like edna krabappel like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i have the edna krabappel yeah Yeah, it's sincere (laughs) uh all right we'll take a little break and we will come right back and wrap this up Hey, Jason DeLine here of Comedy Album Book Club, reminding you that if you're in the Toronto area this March to come see Comedy Album Book Club live at the 2019 Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. We're listening to the 1976 album Saturday Night Live from the show of the same name. Our guests include Kerry Donaldson and Ali Entwistle of the sketch duo Brunch, comedy writer and performer Brandon Hackett, and alumnus of Second City and Saturday Night Live, Robin Duke. The show is March 9th at 5 p.m. with tickets available at our website, ComedyAlbumBookClub.com. It's sure to be a hilarious, one-of-a-kind event. And now, back to the chat.
They, what? Really? Redheads have the highest tolerance of pain. Oh, so mm-hmm. bite you guys. Maybe we're you just different... easily surprised. <laughs> well, she won't stop. <laughs> I'll be like, does this hurt you? And she'll be like, no. <laughs> yes, impenetrable. Yeah. Let me get a chair. Why aren't more superheroes redheads? <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> do, you, do you like surprises or do you hate surprises? Um, I, uh, neutral to surprises. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I don't like to be in control, so that's what I don't okay, like about sure. surprises. It probably depends oh. on the s- surprise. Mm-hmm. Surprise! It's your birthday. Surprise! The cat's dead. Those are two different. Yeah, those are very different. Yeah. Also, that would be terrible <laughs> to tell somebody to that kind of news. Surprise! Like, surprise. <laughs> died. Yeah. Maybe that's why the people who hate surprises hate them. They just had one surprise one cat surprise. death, yeah. and it mm-hmm. ruined surprise. Please don't say surprise to me. I'll assume my cat's dead. Uh, all right, moving right along. <laughs> uh, uh, back to Maria Bamford. Uh, I know Matt had a scene or, or a bit he wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I, I loved like that church bit. Yeah, mm. like she where oh, she yeah. comes, but and I mean I've had that experience, and that's the thing I love about her material. Even when she's straying down these really personal strands of thought, mm. there's something that you can tie back relatable. to your life and tie back to your experience. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. well, I'm like, so there's a band Hocus Pick Maneuver. Who are like Say on, one more time. Hocus Pick Maneuver. Okay. So they were on much. So I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're a cool band. They did the, mm-hmm. this, this song that's catchy and they did a cover. They did a live set on much back when much had music on it. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they did. It was like, called much music you, back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, actually. Back, back in the ancient times. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they did this like REM cover. I'm like, oh, good. I'm gonna check. And this guy, the, so this guy who's in one of my classes, he played Little Abner in the musical okay. that year. And, and so that's how I got to know him. Um, he's like, oh, you gotta. They're coming to this this cool youth group that I hang out with. And I'm like, I'm I'm naive. I'm like youth mm-hmm. group. That should have been red flag right there. But I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, we're down at the vineyard. They're gonna be there on Friday night. And I'm like, okay. And then I get in there, and it's like. Oh, this is church. <laughs> you snuck me into a church, jerks. So, like, here's me. Like, this is like height of my like proto Gothdom, mm-hmm. where it's like like big crazy hair and like all black kind of stuff. And right, it's like, oh my god. So I I told, and so that's a real experience. Like, so what happened? Said, Did you stay? Well, yeah, I was and, to the end of the concert. And, oh, but, and but there was not like a church service or anything like that. No, no, but they talked about Jesus a lot. Oh, really? It's a it's a total straight up Christian rock band. You yeah, know? like you'd think that much would have warned you too. It's like okay, if you're checking this out, be prepared for some testifying. <laughs> there should be a warning label. <laughs> yeah. This is actually religious. <laughs> now remember, fair listener, if you believe in this sort of thing, we. Don't disparage that at all. Please keep listening to Comedy yeah. Album Book Club. We mm-hmm. embrace people of all stripes. All we definitely do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As far as you know. Just don't stealth it. <laughs> don't stealth it. Yeah. I wonder if he got like, I wonder if they were excited that he brought a goth. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, this guy Maybe. probably yeah. worships like the I, devil. Like, I had like a Necronomicon. Yeah. It's a good like Satanist Bible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had the entire nine yards back then. So I wonder like, if like. Oh, we got one. Maybe yeah. If he converted Real you, man. he might have been given like a, a golden cross or a, a <laughs> yeah. tattoo yeah. of savior across his chest. Or a better sweet in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Next to the chocolate it. fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, so yes, that's After exactly the same as Maria Bamford's experience. Yeah, it's very parallel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I just, I, that's one thing, I just love it. It's like every bit, 
you can, there's there's something you can tie back into your life, like mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, even when she's going esoteric. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. it's not the regular stuff. It's not like awkward stuff in the bedroom or zits yeah. as a teenager mm-hmm. or driving is hard or like it's it's real stuff. It's uh, true. And when you like, yeah, when you think about each person, like what is the thing that I related most to on that album? For me, it was the um, her honest dating profile. Yes. Of, I can wear the same outfit five days in a row, <laughs> or I can crouch in the shower and get real small. Yeah, that's a really interesting. I'd really love to go deeper and talk to her about that specific thing because it, it feel it's a great joke, great opener for a dating profile, yeah. but it is it also. Sort of revealing a crippling depression and bipolarism. Yes, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just a thing for me anyway of like trying to appear like everything's great. Like, oh, I'm just going through life content. I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. That if you take away that facade (laughs) and just totally be yourself, I'm like, yeah. The more people who talk like this, the, the more I think we realize that you know, whose standard have we even been trying mm-hmm. to live by? Like, yeah. what is this normal? Normal is just everybody keeping their head down, trying yeah. to look like everyone else keeping their head right. down. And, and then that... you see someone pop their head up and go, no, this is what we're going through. Yes, thank you. Exactly. I don't have to pretend anymore. And... Like, I don't understand why dating profiles aren't like, this is probably me on my worst day. <laughs> and if you can deal with yeah. that, then swipe right. Let's <laughs> me, because this is the worst it's going to get. Why do right. I have to pretend where I'm like, oh, I'm a big nature lover. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who can, I mean, I believe I, in, in being yourself and sharing these things and not hiding, but mm. I still am not, I'm not someone who shares much with many people. It's mm-hmm. still a lot of this stuff is very intimate to me. And mm-hmm. maybe that's a fear of vulnerability or, or judgment or whatever, uh, you know, you know, being, being a, a, a guy who's been tall with a loud, deep voice, I feel like maybe there's some certain expectations on me in society or whatever. So if mm. I have a bad day, you know, I, I keep it to myself or I talk to a small support system and then I tell everybody else I'm here for you. Hashtag bell. Let's talk. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've tried in the last couple of years to say, well, here's a bad day I have. Here's a bad time I've had just to sort of try to relate and let it's people know so that even liberating. people who seem like they're fine, they're, mm-hmm. they go through it too. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is really liberating, yeah. but it's scary too. It is scary. And I still regularly try to decide what do I share with that hierarchy of people in my life? Like, Who's really the closest? Like mm-hmm. my mom and dad are related by blood, but I don't tell them everything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cause probably cause I don't want them to worry about me. And there's this whole weird, crazy cycle mm-hmm. with Whereas that. Maria's too. mom and dad know everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for better or for worse, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and they have to live with all that. <laughs> the way she, uh, she portrayed her mom over the years, it's like it's like this. Oh, you can see the evolution in their relationship. It's yeah. not going in a nice place. It's yeah, like, her, yeah. She's like, mom, you're doing damage. You know? like, yeah, back. Yeah, it's really true. That's really true. Yeah, but it's it's interesting too. Like her between this and like what was it. 20%, which is the special old baby. Uh-huh. Because she got married between this album yeah, and the next yeah. album. And how she talks about relationships is so, like, great. Like, Heather, my wife Heather, had, is a big Maria Bamford fan, too. And she, the old baby and 20%, there's this song, like, Cheryl Hersham. Cheryl Hersham. Yes! Heather will just sing that because she's like, 
that's us. That's, yeah. that's us. You know, like that's, yeah. You know, we're working on it, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like everything is kind of a work in progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. one joke she has on the the album before the one we're talking about where she's talking about, I think she left a door open and her dog died, like went out the door and her dog. And those, so she went on the internet and found these chat rooms where people had done these horrible things and they didn't know how to deal with it. And she's telling, and she has this line where she says, um, everybody's doing their best, but sometimes our best is shitty, shitty, no good. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot tell you the number of times I've said that to people who are upset about something they've done, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, this reminds me of this Maria Bamford line. And it always makes them feel better. Well, it's a funny turn of phrase, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you're saying something kind of negative, but you can't help but laugh when someone Mm -hmm. says that, which is nice. And that always makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I find so neat about her is like relatable, like we're saying. But then on the church bit, uh, when we were listening to the album, everybody laughed at the line, um, stop lurking behind your Jimi Hendrix font. (laughs) And I was like, that's an absurdity line yeah. right yeah. but yeah. we all are it's like yeah perfect. it's perfect yeah. it's, it's the little punch that it's like it's <laughs> funny but this just makes it like next levels funny mm-hmm. yeah 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 and yeah. it's just how she can be in either place you know what i mean like a little uh-huh. tidbit line that's super relatable that you could tell someone casually or these kind of more abstract yeah not lines. everyone would get that but like no. the people who do they're like wow that's mm-hmm. really cool that <laughs> you're so, so cool. sharp and yeah specific yeah yeah and then it's all they somehow the hurt there's there's not a lot of transition just like they all fold along somehow that's great something i was uh wanted to bring up to you guys i was thinking today was uh how she uses anger mm-hmm. in this the, we were talking a little bit about how cute her voice is but every once right. in a while in her jokes yeah she's anger and i was thinking about that whole thing i don't know if it's still true or that's been debunked about depression being uh, anger directed inwards mm-hmm. so right. she i don't know i just like how she talks of how she expresses her anger in a jokey mm-hmm. way but every once in a while it's it's not like sarcastic cool anger it's right. like i'm in a rage yeah well like the bit about um soldiers coming home yes. and where she's like yeah where people are like i don't know what to do with this and then she like just lets it out because like because you should be angry about it. Like, yeah. Because this is like, nobody's yeah, doing anything. She does yeah. like an angry laugh. Like, I thought it must be funny because nobody's taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yes. And I'm like, thank you for telling me this. And it's not in a lecture way. No. no. It's just mad. And I was just like, sometimes I'm mad and I don't know how to yeah. express it either. And this is what I love about her stuff, too. Because you get people, I mean, I love Louis Block. Mm-hmm. He's, he's hilarious yeah. as all hell. But, you know, he comes from that school of comic where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to yell about the news because this is making me angry. Where it's like, yeah, but you're a great, interesting voice, but there's like 12 guys who came before you doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's no crescendo with him. Yeah, it's, it's all, that, it's, it's all at 11. Of, yeah. Like, you don't go yeah. on a journey with him. Yeah. You just yeah. get exhausted. <laughs> yeah. My mom, a retired nurse, and as slim as this mic stand, loves Louis Black. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. She's just like, this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, there's a place for it. It's like, it's like, I like, when I'm in the right headspace, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, no, me too. And I'm like, well, it's cathartic for a lot of people yeah. as a performer and as a listener. And I think Louis yeah. Black is that kind of comedian yeah. oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. 
Ed, your just id. id. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Venting. Constantly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just a vent. My mom needs that, I guess. After well, she's yeah. done making you a sandwich. She's but, like, but, but she isn't that, Maria. And uh, but it, but like you say, it's neat when it comes out once in a while because then mm-hmm. you really feel it because mm-hmm. that's not her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of an it's impact. Just, yeah, when it's when yeah. it comes through, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, and yeah, I, I love I love hearing her passion come through in this stuff, and uh, and a lot of times the darkness and the joke goes in a, a place I don't expect it to, because sometimes she's very supportive, and and some of it almost comes across as advice, like in, mm-hmm. encouragement, yeah. which is so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love what she's talking about. Uh, someone wants to kill themselves, and they say, <laughs> "No, don't do it." Wait till late fall. Yeah, not the yeah. season for it. Everybody will be mad it. at you. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's so yeah. dark. I and, can't get enough of it. And then there's can't then she's talking it. a little longer about just weird reasons people do things. And then she says, You're never alone. Like no matter how crazy your idea of happiness is. And that was sort of a double edged you're never alone. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> That's a perfect joke because of that. Yeah. That particular right. bit where she's like, Oh, I'm a whatever like a, a waste of space and a burden on everyone well grand canyon yeah, I yeah. Have a lot of people money and everybody hates me hello europe right yeah, like yeah. that is such a right. perfectly crafted joke alone, where yeah. like that is so funny and so perfectly written yeah. and then also lending support to like to her audience but yeah. i love that That's those two so examples are so big and ridiculous but also we're okay with that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if, if these giant examples that everyone knows about are fine, mm-hmm. yeah. your small, insignificant life is fine, fine too. Absolutely. Welcome to the club. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a lot of what she's saying is welcome to the club. It's fine. It's yeah. really fine. Yeah. We're all doing this. Yeah. So have you guys seen um, her on America's Worst Chef? No. No. So she was on. So I, that's why I found it funny because I. Last time she was in town, she talked about it briefly. And then in, the, in this album, she has an entire bit about how she can't cook. Uh-huh. And watching her on this, I'm like, oh, she was not joking. And it's like, and she's like, it's like, she's not happy at all. She doesn't want to be on this show. I'm like, when you have a book, I mean, like, and that's, that's one of the things, too. It kind of speaks to how daring she is. Because, like, when you have a bit on your album about you burn yourself on like a mm-hmm. extension or like a power bar and yeah. You know, power bar from glove compartment. <laughs> yeah. Like the can of wine. And, it's uh-huh. like, and then go on a show with like Janet Jackson. No, not Janet. Latoya Jackson. Um, the kid from like a uh, modern family, uh, you know, Bronson Pinchow, you know, like wow. this is the people you're on this show with. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, these two professional chefs just yell at you. Oh my god! I like, have to see this. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's an experience to watch. I'm like watching it. Like this is making me laugh, but I know she's not comfortable right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like and that's the thing. Her, all of her comedy is like that. It's it's daring mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that's not obviously daring. Like it's not like I'm doing this to grandstand. It's like I'm doing this for for me. Yeah. And also for you as the audience. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. It's interesting at the beginning of the album where she kind of talks about her career. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the opening where She talks of about it. doing advertising. Oh, yeah. That's where so they, good. Where she was like, I'm going to write this thing and it's going to be perfect. And they were like, Can you just do what we yeah. told you? And then I did. And I'll give exactly. you a big pile of money. I took that yeah. pile of money. Yeah. I took that pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I'm painting my house shades of gray. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
It's I find that part's interesting. I don't know, just in terms of storytelling. I think earlier we were comparing her to other comics who I might would say might go on and on about their story. Mm. Where here she's just she goes here, 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 it's really just quickly. To make the point yep. to get to the joke and then yeah. moves on, right? And then yeah. uses a transition. No filler. Yeah. No, no filler. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah. I want to listen to it again, knowing that because mm. I appreciate a well crafted joke or story that way. It's mm -hmm. it's enjoyable. Uh does she have any peers? Who would you say is somebody similar doing what she's doing or has done hmm. i'd love to know who her influences are i haven't heard her speak about that she's such an individual it's so hard yeah to think of. Mm -hmm. and it's such a personal journey that her stuff yeah, all comes yeah. from mm -hmm. and i think like you were saying earlier matt how she started out with one style and then i think went through a lot of yeah uh, challenges with her mental health mm -hmm. and right. then sort of then tra her comedy transformed yeah for after sure that yeah and doing the characters and stuff like no mm -hmm. people haven't been doing that much for a long time no you know? it's pretty unique I think there's really like i don't think there's really somebody who's quite like her mm -hmm. no i mean you look at some of her peers from the alt scene back in you know la and, and stuff like you know, Patton and zach galifianakis and 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 that group and there's sort of similarity in their early stuff mm -hmm. especially with zach galifianakis yeah does a lot of crazy absurd stuff yeah but yeah like when she diverged is she created an entire new voice that mm -hmm. i don't think we've really seen mm -hmm. before which is what i think is so amazing about her and mm -hmm. I, I never gave her enough credit i don't think until her hearing this album as as a as a great writer and performer because i uh, to me i always thought of her as just this sort of scatterbrained person because mm -hmm. that's that's sort of the persona that comes out mm -hmm. but like we've been talking about like these jokes are so well written mm -hmm. they're so tight and they're so well rehearsed like she is an incredibly disciplined comedian yeah no matter how crazy it sounds the stuff she's talking about yeah and it's amazing that she's just found her voice so perfectly because there mm -hmm. are people who can write great jokes but it doesn't necessarily match with who they are mm -hmm. and you feel like it's a performance you know mm -hmm. and this this kind of cohesion is just something so rare and, I, and again yeah. that reminds me of robin williams like i feel like everything yeah. he did just was who he was at that moment mm -hmm. like he just happened to walk on stage oh i'm robin williams doing this now and like she feels like that to me yeah yeah you know whereas jerry seinfeld i feel like i don't really know who that guy is at all i think no. he's a great comedian uh -huh. but it's it's a a thing he puts on you know you know yeah. what i mean yeah and what Absolutely. you do know about him is not from his comedy Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's no a good way. point. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. the same for a lot of I would say his era yeah. of comedians. Which is kind of a waste because sure. he is such a fascinatingly weird person. Well, yeah. Watching the, his show, I love when these little moments where you're like, "Oh, that's who you are every day, right there." Yeah. Well, I've read <laughs> people. Moment. I've read uh, articles where people say that you know he has no re he has no need to do that. Comedians in cars uh, having coffee. Mm -hmm. He just mm -hmm. wants to but, drive. But people, well, it's not oh just God. that. They say he's just a complete narcissist. And, like, he just wants to be the center of stories. He wants mm -hmm. interesting people to find him interesting. Yeah. And, like, like, and you kind of, as time goes by, you see that his attitudes don't always change. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen him say things about political correctness and things. And he just seems like a very insensitive, old school yeah. kind of, mm -hmm. in his own bubble type of yeah. guy. Yeah. That's why I really like Maria Bamford, too, I think, is because... I, I get like you look at these guys where you're like you're a living legend like how who could mm -hmm. ever get up to the heights you're at and then you get Maria where she's like we're all gonna die and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh. 
like you. She's got finally somebody said it. But also this really sunny way of doing it. Like she's got this sunny darkness, and it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's like brightly dark. Yeah, brightly dark. Yeah, and it's it's enjoyable, and and it's jarring when the darkness comes out. But then she just goes right back into other part of her, and it's lovely. I've never met her, but I did reach out to her to be on the show, and she wasn't able to like work it out but mm-hmm. she took the time to personally repl- respond mm. and like she didn't have to do that she didn't have to even acknowledge it but mm-hmm. she took the time out of her day and then you know set me up with somebody who might be interested mm-hmm. and or know, her assistant did that and she's got power of attorney no, she, she, you don't know you'll never know yeah, well she said she responds <laughs> to her own Facebook oh, okay messages. well yeah that's cool so yeah she like, seems to get down to earth like yeah, she's just, mm-hmm. nice just person genuine kindness mm-hmm. all right maria bamford we're fans Oh, we're big uh, and I hope you guys are now too if you hadn't listened before and uh, heard us yammer on about it for a while uh, that was great guys thanks so much for coming thank you for uh, having me it was an absolute delight I'm so glad to hear that it was a delight to have you we have again my guest Jess Grant who chose the album excellent choice thank you and can they find you on the Twitter or something like that or? I'm on Facebook Jess Grant yeah. add Jess me Grant, I don't know who find you are, her. she likes me. having new friends <laughs> and Moonstruck uh, the last Thursday of every month at uh, the Bad Dog Theater. And of mm-hmm. course, Tracy Hamilton. I'm sure you have various gigs going on. Can we find you somewhere to find out what you're up to? Uh, yeah, you, my website, tracyhamilton.net, has all of my Perfect. shows. Dot com was taken. But Dot com was taken. Oh, yeah. I we'll think.net has a quiet dignity about it. So. Mm-hmm. You keep thinking yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we can find you at Love is Everything uh, monthly at Comedy Bar. Yes, please. Excellent. Uh, Matt, you can be found. Uh, at common person on Twitter. At common, what, what, what do you offer the world there? Uh, not, a lot of retweets of, of <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> comedians, basically. Okay, so, fair enough. And, uh, angry article. <laughs> and uh, I'm your host, Jason DeLine, as always, and I just uh, want you to keep listening to this thing. So tell your friends about Comedy Album Book Club. We are going to be appearing uh, for a very special uh, episode at the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival, and we will be on, I believe, at 5 p.m., and we're very excited. Our guest of honor is going to be the one and only Robin Duke. She is a oh. Toronto comedian, has been for some time, uh, a veteran of Second City and Saturday Night Live. So we're going to be listening to the one and only Saturday Night Live album from the uh, put together from the seasons 1975 and 1976. Should be a really interesting chat. Hope to see you there. Thanks again for listening to Comedy Album Book Club. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.